All right, everybody. It's National Consultant Doug Parker out of McKinney, Texas, and we've got just over three minutes before the call starts. If you would, uh, announce yourself. Let us know where you're calling in from. Let us know what your rank is. And also, as you uh, do that, zip out a couple text messages or emails to friends that might be interested, team members that might be interested in hearing from uh, Eric Reisdorf today. Uh, Eric is our Chief Development Officer, and it's going to be a great call where he shares information on the company and just really kind of a getting-to-know-you type of a call. So something we haven't done uh, with, with Eric before, but we're going to do it tonight. Hello, Joanne Becker from Chicago, Illinois, who grew up in Wisconsin like Eric and did sailboat racing also. Welcome to the call. Hi, this is Jesse. I'm from uh, south of San Antonio. I just joined the Design Up, so I'm eager to learn and excited for the opportunity. Welcome to the call, Jesse. Hello, hello, Julian Emerson Fuentes on Woo! the Sunday night call. Welcome to the call, guys. Congrats on y'all's million dollar jacket. Just just getting that this that ambition. Great job. Kevin and Rose Duncan, Lee City, Texas. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We got less than three minutes, guys. If you would announce yourself, let us know where you're calling from and your current rank, and then reach out to a couple more team members. Let's pack this call. Hello. This is Jake Ganscom, MC from New Hampshire. Welcome to the call. Lane Welcome. Lane Wentz at Houston, Texas. Welcome to the call, Lane. David Nunez, Edinburgh, Texas. All right, everybody, we got just under two minutes. My name is Doug Parker. I'm a national consultant out of McKinney, Texas, and I am super excited about tonight's call. Haven't been on it in quite a while. I'm honored that Brian would have me on, but tonight we're going to be interviewing Eric Razorov. Eric's going to tell us about what's going on in AMBIT, a little bit about himself, and we really can't wait to hear all that information. So make sure to get all your team members on here, get everybody plugged in, zip out a couple text messages, maybe a couple of emails. And if you're just now jumping on, if you would announce yourself, let us know that uh, you're on the call. Let us know where you're calling from and your current rank. And then when you get done, put yourself on mute afterwards. David Nunez, Executive Consultant, Edinburgh Tech. Marilyn Mason, Senior Consultant, Seaside, Oregon. Anthony Vanessa, Corpus Christi, Texas, ECs from Corpus. Vance Warsham, Senior Consultant from Illinois. Welcome, welcome, everybody. I think we've got about 30 seconds left before the call kicks off, so let's make sure to announce yourselves, let us know your rank, and reach out to a couple of team members. Let's pack this call tonight. Hello, everyone. Good evening. This is Alma from Arlington, Texas, and I'm a Senior Consultant. Hello, good evening, happy Sunday. This is Simone coming from Washington State. Good Hello, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Hello, I hear you, I hear you. Hello, this is Karen from Kansas City, Missouri. Hey, Karen. Welcome hey, from Anna, Texas. Hey, Josephine. Stephen and Danielle Hello. Lee, Fort Worth, Texas. All right. Welcome to the call, everyone. My name is Doug Parker, and I'm a national consultant out of McKinney, Texas. And I started in this business just over 10 years ago. I know it's hard to believe that last 10 years I've blinked, and it has flown by. I'm one of the old timers now, but I, hold, I heard a couple people that jumped on earlier that have been here quite a bit longer than I have. It's great to have so many people on the call that have been here from the very beginning. I heard a founding consultant that got on here, and then I heard a brand new consultant that just signed up uh, yesterday or day before. So we've got both ends of the spectrum, and it is really great just to have everyone involved and engaged in Ambit Energy. Tonight, we're going to do something different on the national call. Um, some of you might uh, have heard before, uh, I did some interviews back in 2016 where we interviewed 50 of the top people in Ambit Energy. It was really a great time. It helped me learn a whole lot. 
back when I was a senior consultant on my run to, at that time, uh, executive consultant, and then ultimately to national consultant. And Brian asked me the other day to host the call, and I'm honored to do it anytime Brian asks me to do it. I've done it maybe, I think, four or five times in, in the last 10 years. And every time he does it, I get butterflies. I'm so excited to do it. But I asked him, would it be okay, and what his thoughts were on maybe interviewing uh, a very special guest. And uh, he loved the idea, so I reached out to Eric Reisdorf, and Eric um, is our chief development officer here at Ambit Energy. And I asked Eric, would he uh, be interested in doing an interview like that? And he said, absolutely, put me in. So I'm going to, uh, without further ado, bring on uh, Eric and let him kind of tell us a little bit about himself and get getting started. Eric, are you with us, sir? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear, Captain. How's everything going for you this evening? Hey, everything is great. Everything is great. I'm looking forward to this. This should be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I, I super appreciate you carving out time. I, I know you're, you're a family man. I know you've got a lot on your plate at all times with business and everything else that's going on. And so anytime you uh, carve out some time for us in the field to share you know, your thoughts, we're so appreciative of that. And uh, we'll jump right in. I mean, I'd love to hear um, a little bit about you. I mean, I, I know... A lot of people know that you know you you came from Vistra originally, and you've been with Ambit now for I guess maybe a little over a year. But can you tell us just a little bit about your business background? We'll start with that first. Just kind of how you came to to work at Vistra and what that journey was like, and then how you transitioned over to Ambit. Sure, sure, yeah, I'm happy to do that. So, you know, I came from a family business, and I think I've mentioned that a couple of times, but for those of you who don't know, my, my grandparents started a uh, a garden center back around 1960, I think, up in Wisconsin, and the whole rest of my family is in that business. And my intention after I got my degree out of college was to join that business as well. And so I I, I realized that nobody in the family actually had a business degree, so I thought, well, I'll go get an MBA. And I'll come back and I'll use that to help help the business. So I I went and did that. And as we got, you know, toward the end of getting our degree, they kind of told us, hey, uh, you guys should, you know, take practice interviews. Even if you're not going to do it, you should, you know, if you get an interview opportunity, you should take it just for good practice. So, um, so then this is back in 1999. So, um, this company called Reliance Energy um, called a couple of us down to Houston, Texas from Wisconsin. And we were all like, all right, well, you know, we'll go down there. And one at a time we went down and did our interviews and it was a full day of interviews. It was seven interviews. It was all day long and it was interviews during lunch and everything. And at the end of the day, um, this guy who was the VP of the organization there, uh, had a typed up offer letter for me. Like he made me an offer at the end of the day. And <clears throat> I flew back to Wisconsin, you know, and talked to my family about it. And my grandpa who had started the business said, you know, that's a pretty good offer. You should, you should take that and see what you can learn and then come back to Wisconsin in a year and a half or two years or whatever, but you should take that offer and see what, you know, so I did. So I, so I moved down to, down to Texas and joined at the time again it was reliant energy and <clears throat> worked there for six years and while i was there i met a guy named jim burke and i was you know very impressed with jim burke and just i just knew that this guy was going to do amazing things and well he left he left reliant and went to be the ceo of another energy company and it but it was a smaller company so a bunch of us you know that like jim we did we did not go with him we stayed back at reliant because it was like well that's good for him but you know maybe not good for us but then he moved up to txu and so a lot of us were like well hey that's pretty interesting and so you know one by one um we started kind of floating our name out there with Jim, like, hey, maybe we'd be interested in coming up to TXU. What's going on up at TXU? And there was a there was a number of us, but a name you'll not recognize it would be would be Sydney Seeger. So Sydney and I both came from Reliant and and followed Jim up to TXU and worked in a number of different roles up there um over the years. So you know when I first came there I was supporting business markets. 
with a lot of uh, things around analytics and pricing, and then <clears throat> did more campaign management, and then pricing, and then customer operations um, for TXU. And then an opportunity came along to go help build the 4Change brand, which at the time had less than 10,000 customers. So I moved over to that area and did products pricing, analytics, um, customer retention, and uh, and wholesale energy procurement for that brand. And at, while we were there, we added on the Express Energy brand and then bought the Veteran Energy brand. So we had three brands growing and and you know going and grew it almost to 200,000 customers. And that's right about when the opportunity to join Ambit came along. So I'll I'll pause there because I know you've got I know you've got more questions, Doug. But that that kind of brings you up to when the Ambit opportunity came along. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's a great thing that you brought up. And, and I know you know uh, you mentioned a couple of names like Sidney Seeger and Jim Burke. And, and for those that don't know, that maybe they're brand new to the company or or whatnot. So so Jim is is our current CEO of Vistra, correct? Yep. All right. And then Sydney, she's still with the TXU brands, but what, she's over kind of, what What all is she over? I mean, she's the chief marketing officer for Vistra. So that Got actually it. impacts, that impacts Ambit as well. So a lot of the things that her team does is customer facing things for all of the Vistra brands, including Ambit. Specifically, and most importantly, I would say is customer retention. So, you know, every time someone brings a customer on, her team is laser focused on keeping those customers so that, you know, you get to keep your residuals as long as possible. Absolutely. It's very important. And I think, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people um, – may not understand kind of how things all, you know, interweave. So I just kind of wanted to bring that up just a little bit, but that's great information because for, for many years, obviously we had, uh, you know, the previous co-founders and, and, you know, some of us knew them, but, you know, everybody had seen them at events and stuff and they've been gone for a few years now, but it's great to hear about the stability and the continuity that you guys have. Cause it sounds like, you know, for something like 20 years or so, the three of you and I'm sure many others have worked together in some capacity, right? <laughs> you know, when you say 20, I'm like, no, Doug, that's wrong. But it's it's actually right. Um, it's it's funny how long it's been. But yeah, I mean, it's but Jim and Sydney and I have worked together longer than Ambit has been around. So you know, when you think about well, who's you know, if you if you were part of the original group with Ambit and the founders and all that, they were you know obviously great people. But, you know, it's not like coming into, it's not like coming into like some new people and who are these people and what are they doing? Like, like working with other brands. Yeah. Jim and Sydney and I and many others have been in this industry, you know, longer than Ambit's been around. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I wanted just to cover a little bit, just is to kind of wrap our head around it because it's, it's, there's a lot of change that has happened over the past three or four or five years. And, you know, some people don't get to see all those moving parts and it's like, hey, we've sold. Hey, there's somebody new. Oh, you know, and it's like it's, it can be scary. And you mentioned residual. A lot of people have built up significant residuals or, or you know, and, and what's significant to one person, you know, may or may not be to another. But the bottom line is we want to make sure that we've got all those things in place. And so, um, you know, you talked about that transition up to Ambit. So so let's 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 dive into that, because, you know. Ambit is kind of quote unquote one of those kind of companies, right? I mean, we have people in the field ask us all the time, "Oh, are you doing one of those kind of companies or uh, you know, that type of stuff?" So what what in the world would make you want to go from this super seemingly stable uh set of companies, you've grown them, you've taken them from less than 10,000 to over 200,000 customers, and now you're going to work for one of those kind of companies which which all of us in the field work with. So t tell us about that. How did that decision how was it presented to you and what made you decide to accept it? Yeah, sure. So a little bit of this is a repeat of some things I've shared at at Ambition 2022. Um, but you know, if you weren't there, it's it's kind of important to hear this part of the story. So, you know, back in gosh, probably 2011, I think, 
Uh, so quite some time ago, um, one of the other, so before I worked on for change and express and the veteran energy brands, I was in more of a strategy role and we were taking a Scott Hudson and I really were taking a hard look at should we get into should we get into direct sales should we get into network marketing like what would that you know how what is that what's that industry all about and how does it work and all of that so <clears throat> kind of as a as like a side project for for TXU kind of but full time for me for a year and a half um I studied this industry very much in depth and learned everything I could about it without actually doing it to try to figure out should should TXU start their own network. And at the time, um, there were actually quite a few companies using that method of customer acquisition. So there was obviously it was Ambit, there was Stream, and then Just Energy had a group called Momentus. And then there was North American Power, and there was Viridian, and then there was another one called, I think, Independence Energy. So there was at least six, and maybe more. I think Zoom, maybe number seven. So there were like seven going on all at the same time. So, you know, I like pulled up all these compensation plans and studied all these things and tried to figure out what this looked like. And initially we thought maybe we would maybe we'd partner partner with somebody else and had conversations along those lines. And then Decided, no, wait, we can actually, let's build our own network. So we had a, you know, a consultant come in from the industry and put together, like we, we made a compensation plan and a launch plan and we had a brand name, we had all this stuff. And then, um, and then the, the board ultimately told us, you know, this is not the best time for our company to take this on. Like, let's, let's take everything we've learned and put it on the shelf and, just think about it, but not do it right now. But the one thing I can tell you from all that work, again, a year and a half of studying the industry was that Ambit stood out to me and to Scott Hudson as being the gold standard among the seven or eight energy companies that were selling via network marketing. Like we just, we could just tell from everything we had done that Ambit was, was the one that we admired the most. So then, you know, in 2019, and I candidly was not involved in this, but in 2019, then the opportunity came for Vistra and Ambit to get together and for Ambit to become part of Vistra. And, you know, you, you, you hear about things, you know, fate and it was meant to be and all that. So Vistra actually ended up acquiring Ambit on my birthday, August 20th of 2019, and I was like, wow, this is really exciting. Like, I can't believe out of all these companies, you know, half of them have gone out of business and some of them are still hanging around, but the one that's really strong is Ambit and it just became part of Vistra. It was super exciting. Um, so, you know, most most of the Ambit folks rolled up under Sydney initially and and Scott still played a strong part in it as well. And all the meanwhile, then I'm over on the on value-based branch, which again, which was for change and express and veteran. And that was, you know, a good opportunity. We were growing that business and things were going well. But I think the more that Sydney and Scott got into Ambit, they realized that Ambit is a is a very unique brand with a tremendous amount of potential and that it really needed not a group of people leading it, but they needed it needed a single person to do it. And so they reached out to me and said, Would you be would you be interested in in doing this, in interviewing to do this? Because they actually reached out to a couple other people as well and we all had to interview. And, and I was a little hesitant at first because I was I was pretty comfortable in the role that I was in. But and this is actually as I was kind of thinking about these questions and this opportunity, the word comfortable is actually something that everybody on this call should ask themselves now and then as you go through life. Like, are you comfortable? Because in most cases, if you're comfortable, 
that means that you're no longer challenging yourself. You're no longer stretching what you're capable of doing. You're no longer testing the boundaries of what else you could do. And so I knew the day that I called Scott back and said, okay, throw my name in the hat. I'll do the interviews. I'm interested. I want to do this. I knew that I was going to be, I was going to move from a comfortable role to initially an uncomfortable role, just because it, again, it was brand new. It was more of a challenge. It was just, you know, a lot more to take on, a lot more to think about. Um, but anyway, not, not to ramble on, but, but Doug, does that get to that answer that part of that question that you were going yeah, after? A- absolutely. Yeah. And, and that kind of has a couple of other things that popped up. So, uh, you mentioned Scott. You've talked about Skin, uh, uh, Sydney just a little bit. So, uh, you know, we see Scott at Ambition and and at the big events and and whatnot. So, what what's it like working with Scott? He seems like a very detailed kind of guy. Scott's very detail oriented. He is he is one of the most competitive people I have ever seen. Um, we had a event last week where we got all the vice presidents and above together over at, there's a place in, there's a couple locations, but there's a place called Chicken and Pickle that's in, we went to the one in Grapevine, but again, there's a couple locations, and it is a place that has like food and drinks and pickleball courts. And so they divided us into two-person teams, and we all played pickleball for a few hours. And man, on that court, he was intense. Like he had his game face on. Like he was... I mean, it was, I had never seen Scott actually look like that since I've known him, which has been, you know, well over a decade, but man, he was, he was focused. That's one thing about Scott, super competitive, super intense. We'll do anything it takes, you know, to win, which is great because he's on your side, which brings me to my second point about Scott, which is, again, this goes back to 2010, 2011, when he and I were studying this industry he and I, in all the work that we did to really understand how this all works, really gained a each of us a personal passion for this industry. Like we love it, and it's it's just a funny thing. Like I know, you know, Doug earlier you said you know one of those companies, but that doesn't that doesn't scare us at all. Like we we love the power of network marketing, direct selling and how this all works. And that's why Vistra has really, since since bringing Ambit in, has done everything it can to foster additional growth for Ambit. Whereas in stark contrast, you take a company like NRG, when they bought Stream, they tore the whole thing apart and they pulled the network apart from the customers and tried to keep the customers and sell the network to ACN. And the whole thing is just, it's just ridiculous because, you know, when I think of Ambit and the consultants, most consultants, if they live in an area that we serve, they are also customers. So when you try to, you know, like NRG tear the whole thing apart, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So I guess just to elaborate and just wrap that up, Scott and I completely embrace the the ambit model of of customer growth, and we have for more than a decade. So one of the things that you've you've mentioned a couple times is direct sales, and you know for as long as I was in ambit for the first you know seven or eight years or whatever, it really was thought of more of a network marketing or or MLM or however you want to you know multi level type of marketing environment. Now with the the new compensation plan, it looks like that we're set up to potentially, you know, obviously we've still got the full network marketing capabilities, but it makes it where people kind of have that ability to do um, a direct sales type model where if they're not necessarily building a bunch of team teams, they can still direct sponsor customers, bring customers in and do that for as long as they want to and be compensated well. So that sounds like something that's kind of a little bit of a twist since you've taken over maybe from how it used to be. Would I be correct on saying that? Yeah, and I think there's I think there's kind of you know, two ways of looking at that. One is are we changing the model? And I would say not necessarily 
I would say it's rather more of number two, which is, you know, as we, when we were contemplating making changes to the compensation plan, we're trying to put ourselves in the shoes of a brand new consultant. And when I looked at the old model, which again, I had studied a decade ago and then studied again, you know, for the last year and a half with my team, it was like, well, okay, so you get in and you get a couple of customers and you jumpstart bonus. And then from then on, it's kind of a, it's kind of a big jump. It's like, okay, I, I got a couple of customers. I feel good about that. But now I've got to start building a team. And I kind of felt like, well, okay, so if you invested $100 and you just got your money back and you haven't really made any money yet, maybe you made some money if we were on a, some kind of a promotion. So maybe you made some money. But all of a sudden, step two is building a team. To me, that just seemed like a big step and one that a lot of people weren't willing to take. And like I said, at an ambition, 85% of new consultants who get their jumpstart bonus never make another dollar after that. Because I think the hypothesis is it's it's too big of a step. You know, you come in, get a couple customers. Yeah, okay, I can do that. And then it's like, okay, now start building a team. And you're like, whoa, 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 this is this is more than I signed up for and they're done. And I thought to myself, you know, one, and not to like jump around on topics, but one, one big reason that I got into this role is because I do believe that network marketing changes people's lives. Like for the people who are real willing to put in the work and put in the time that it will really change your life. And I've seen that um, personally myself with like my sister. So her, you know, she's, she is in network marketing as well as her kind of secondary side gig. And she, it's a big part of how she's getting her first of three children through college. So I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to get into this, I'm going to make sure that everything that we do is for the benefit of the consultants and we set things up for them to be successful and truly be able to, if they put in the work, have a positive impact on their lives. Like we're not going to run something here that's, you know, where everything looks like better than it really is. It's going to be legit. And so the hypothesis with the changes to the compensation plan were, okay, if you get someone brand new and they can get in, for $75 and they can double or triple or quadruple their investment. One, that's a great thing to be able to tell somebody to even get them to show up at a business presentation, let's say. So you help them do that. So now, okay, you've doubled, tripled or quadrupled your money. Now go get a couple more customers because that's what you just did. Get a couple more and we'll pay you for each one. You know, one term that, that Daryl used a lot when we were discussing this was unpaid effort. And in the old plan, people who were continuing to gather customers after Jumpstart didn't get paid anything for that. And we both thought, you know, that's not right. We're going to change that. So now after Jumpstart, you keep gathering customers, you keep making money. So now if you put yourself in that position, you're in for 75, you've you've got some multiplier back on that. You've gained a couple more customers. Now you're somewhere between 500 and $1,000 profit. I feel like someone who is in that position can much more confidently now go start telling some other people about the opportunity. Because when someone new that they approach says, well, the natural question, how are you doing in the business? They can confidently and truthfully say, well, let me tell you, I joined two or three months ago and I've made $700. And all of a sudden, it you see what I'm saying, Doug? Like all of a sudden it becomes a much more 
convincing and confident consultant in the business who is making money beyond jumpstart and feeling like, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk about this opportunity because it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I saw it, it made sense to me. I know it's changed up a bunch of stuff and we won't, you know, break down every single layer of the comp plan, but when the new people make money faster, it makes them stick around longer. And the longer they stick around, then everybody benefits from that. And I remember, you know, like I mentioned, 10 years ago when I first started in but I, uh, I fast-tracked to regional consultant, but there wasn't a whole lot of money to be made after I kind of hit those first few jump starts other than the team building side of things. And I didn't do a whole bunch of that. And then I just wanted free electricity. So then I put in 10 or 11 more customers to get free electricity, but I didn't get paid anything for it. And in this new comp plan, it will allow people to continue to get paid you know, based upon you know exactly what they put in or whatever, but you know, several hundred more dollars while they're running towards free electricity. And then once you have free electricity, that's that's super powerful. So I, I love that part of it and uh, the kind of the direct sales piece of it. While you you know we still obviously are, are a network marketing company, people could come in and make you know two or three, four or five hundred dollars a month for their every month for the rest of their career just by sponsoring a few customers every month. And never building a team if that's what they elected to do, and it keeps building the uplines residual and, and everything else. So I think that's that's a really cool deal. You feel like we've gotten pretty good feedback so far from the field. I mean, we're only a few weeks out, but I mean, have you gotten pretty good feedback from that so far? Yeah, absolutely, and it, it's showing up in the numbers. So we get a my my favorite email to read every day comes in at 7 a.m. So it's it's one of the first ones I read, but it's a it's an automatically generated report that shows me by state, the number of new consultants that came in and the number of new customers that came in. And ever since the new plan was announced, all those numbers have been up over what they were in August. And the coolest thing is I'm seeing like a really um, a really wide dispersion of new consultants in terms of all the states where they're coming in. So obviously, Texas is our you know, Texas is our our home base. That's always going to be where we have the most consultants and the most customers. And in August, you know, we would see, you know, some numbers coming in from from Illinois and a little bit sprinkling here in other states. And after we made that announcement, all of a sudden it was lighting up all across the Northeast and the Midwest. And of course, you know, big numbers in Texas as well. But um, but yeah, it's been, I think it's been going really well because people are, people are hanging on because they, like you said, they know that even if they don't do anything else, if you just go get a couple customers, that's a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, that's, that makes a difference in people's lives. And obviously there's giant upside from that. If you want to go make $2,000, there's a path to doing that, but Two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars extra per month—that makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've done you know a million presentations. It seems like, and and the big numbers always look great, and it's always better to make more money than less. But um, and and hopefully you've never experienced this, Eric. But I have. I've I've been broke before. I actually this weekend drove by um, a little shopping center where my kids had to get their their vaccination shots when they were little babies because I couldn't afford to get them their shots like almost 25, 28 years ago. And I was that broke and I had to, to do that. And we, we just happened to drive by there and it, it reminded me of that. But, you know, back in those days, two or three or four or 500 bucks would have been like hitting the lottery for me because it would have made it where I wouldn't have had to been embarrassed to go do that. I could have taken them to a, to a physician to get it done or I could have, you know, afforded, uh, you know, maybe daycare. I mean, two or three or 400 bucks for a lot of people can make a huge difference. More money is always better than less, but um, but it doesn't take making ten or twenty thousand dollars a month in residual to make a difference to a lot of people's lives. So I, I think that really does make a huge difference. And I know you mentioned some other, you know, states where stuff was happening. I hear there's a a really good buzz with some stuff going on in Ohio. What's what's going on? What's the buzz up there all about? Well, so Ohio is an interesting opportunity because so not to get too into the weeds, but the the states outside of Texas have a interesting program, and by interesting, I don't necessarily mean positive. Um, outside of Texas, 
there's a utility rate and you can always go back to the utility or you can go be with a competitive retailer. And what's different about that compared to Texas is when Texas deregulated, the utility rates disappeared. And so you you were you kind of always had to be with some retailer. Whoever it was, you had to be with the retailer. There was no like jumping back to the old encore rate, let's say. Um so it's 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 kind of caused a, a variety of problems just in terms of the way that these utilities buy their wholesale power, they can end up severely dislocated from the rest of the market. And that's what happened in the early part of 2022 was they had bought their power, you know, going way back, like historically, and the price of power for new customers went up considerably. So retailers were in a really tough spot. And, you know, people who are competing in those areas saw that. Any place outside of Texas, you know, we had a really hard time uh, comparing our rates to the utility rates. But for some, for, for a wide variety of reasons and all this stuff, again, gets it gets very complicated state by state. But in Ohio, Ambit is actually in a very good position versus the utility. And it, it's, and that is something that based on all the data that we have, looks like it's going to be sustainable for a couple of years. And that's about as far as we can see. So I can't, you know, make any promises beyond that, but like for the sustainable future, our pricing position versus the utility looks quite strong. And the nice thing about Ohio, you know, it's not it's not a gigantic state like California or Texas. Like you can actually get around there pretty easily. So we've got three different teams working up there and they've got business presentations going on and and you know, my team and I are gonna be flying there in um, you know, November to to help out with some of these business presentations. So it's, there's just kind of this buzz of activity going on there and they're starting to pick up steam and, um, you know, it's a combination of bringing in new consultants, but also, you know, some people who are sitting on the sidelines, like we talked about earlier, you know, they were past jumpstart, but didn't really have our opportunity to make money. And now with a new comp plan, you know, they can just bring in some customers and they're making money again. And they can tell that story to other people. So it's it's just kind of it's just picking up momentum um, for all those reasons. Man, that's good. That's good. Well, hey, so we'll kind of jump back on on script a little bit. We you know, obviously about your background and your your uh, history with the other companies and leading up to Ambit and working with Ambit. So, um, what would you say is one of the personal habits that's most contributed to your success? You know, I think the biggest thing, and anyone on my team, especially the people that like work directly for me, would would say this. But I, I really enjoy challenging the status quo. I, I ask a lot of questions, like, you know, well, why do we do it this way? Like, what's, you know, what are the benefits of doing it this way? What are what are some of the drawbacks? And you know, what would happen if we did it a different way? And just really, you know, challenging the way that we think about the way that we do things. I think, you know, if you if you do that, you really start to chip away at things that are potentially barriers to your success that you didn't even realize until you start asking the questions. And then you're like, wait a minute, if I do this a different way, all of a sudden I'm going to be at it, performing at a different level. Love it. Love it. That's really good stuff. And, and when it comes to, like, advice – uh, over the years, I'm sure you've got you know some great mentors and people that have invested in you. Um, what's you know what's one of the best pieces of advice maybe that you've received? You know, it's and it took me an embarrassingly a long amount of time to to really realize this, but um, the best advice I ever got was really to embrace the power of teamwork, especially especially on a team where there's a high degree of trust among everybody that's on the team. Um, just, you know, growing up, like I, you know, I got good grades and performed well and individually was strong 
you know, in those areas. And so when I first got into the business world, it was kind of just my natural inclination to take a lot of things on myself. And it wasn't until later, again, it took me longer than I should have, but to realize that, hey, wait a minute, more people that we can get engaged on this goal that we're trying to achieve, whatever that goal may be, the better we're going to be and we're going to get there faster because there's more, there's more people working on it. And then again, like I said, the secondary component was when you all get to know each other and really develop a high level of trust among each other, like, okay, I've got this guy's back. I know he's got my back and so on. Then that just increases the speed at which a team can perform. Yeah. One of my favorite books is the, is the speed of trust. It's it's just a yes. good when you've got that no. when you've got that Doug that is awesome yes for sure Absolutely. so when you have that high level of trust I mean it's in in if you've got high level performers that trust each other and then you can coordinate them into a team effort that's how you get a super team and it can really get a lot accomplished so that that makes that makes a lot of sense so you're talking about these teams you're, you you've assembled or or maybe you're part of. Uh, when it comes to like mentoring, do do you what are your thoughts on mentoring? Do you have anybody that's mentoring you, and and um, and do you do you mentor others? I mean, that's kind of a lot to unpack there, just on that whole subject of mentoring. But can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Vistra has a, a huge mentoring program um, that's that goes on, and it's it's really cool because it's it's a, it's cross functional, like it they'll pair people up who have never met each other. Um, so, you know, my, my mentor is not more, is not official. Um, but I would say it's definitely, it's definitely Scott Hudson because again, he's got the passion that I mentioned earlier about this industry and really wants to make sure that everything regarding Ambit succeeds. So he and I spend a lot of time talking about, how things are going, what my plans are for what's happening next. I mean, he, he is very passionate, really cares about the success. So he's, I would say he's my mentor. Um, then I'm mentoring someone else. And this is, again, this is just a crazy thing about how big Vistra is and all the different cool stuff they're doing. So I'm mentoring someone who is in charge of, and the best way to say this of really, I guess, taking care of all of our new renewable sites. So Vistra has has some some of the largest uh, battery banks in the country. In fact, I think we have the largest, and we're adding on to it. And then we also have some very big solar farms as well. And this person makes sure that um, through her team that all those are running as optimally as they can, especially when temperatures get really high and people are using a lot a lot of electricity and the grid's getting really tight. It's when we really rely on every last megawatt that we can get out of the solar farms and especially out of those batteries after the sun goes down. So it's been a cool thing because I, I think I've learned more from her than she has from me perhaps, but we've had, had just great conversations. So yeah, I think... I think the mentoring um, model is is super important. Even if you, you know, can't necessarily, even if like, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is the person you're talking to might be much more of a specialist in the area about which you have no knowledge at all. But the very fact that you have had, you know, two decades of experience in the business world gives you the opportunity to take someone who has had, you know, half that amount and allow them to bounce ideas off of you and um, really just think through how they're going to be approaching the next steps in their career. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. I love, I love mentoring both, both directions. I mean, anytime, you know, your mentoring it's kind of like a, um, almost like a waterfall. So when things are getting poured into you, you can pour into others. And I mean, if you're only getting poured into yourself, it, it doesn't really work that way. So it's always a constant, you know, waterfall or a cascading effect to, to be able to keep it going. And, and that's that's awesome stuff. Do you guys ever, um, obviously you got the stuff going on internally within Vistra. Do you, do you get any external type mentoring from others in network marketing or have you ever looked at anything like that? 
You know, I, to be honest, I, I haven't. Um, I do, I do listen to a lot of the podcasts. So if you go like the, to the direct selling network, there's podcasts out there. And in fact, they've, yep. um, they've just started a new podcast that is for people who are, who are within networks. So a lot of their podcasts have been geared toward people who are on the corporate side. And I think they just started a new one for people who are actually on the consultant side. So, you know, listen to things like that. Um, twice a year, my team and I go to uh, direct selling university and make sure that we're in touch with what, what's, you know, what's going on elsewhere in the industry. It's always kind of a, you know, kind of a unique thing because there's like four companies that are selling a service and then the other, you know, the other 50 are all selling lotions and potions and diet pills and all this other stuff. So it's always a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of entertainment value there at the same time, but, but there's still, you know, something to be learned along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and it's kind of funny. That's kind of transition into one of the next questions was, you know, just kind of next things for Ambit. I mean, I know you can't, you know, share, hey, we're going to go into this market on that date or whatever, but are there any kind of just plans that are out there, other general type markets, or what are the decisions that go into making, or, or you know, the questions that get asked to make a decision to go into a market or maybe another service or position, you know, acquisitions of other companies or products, you know, services? Is there anything else that you guys have discussed that you could talk about in a, in a, open conversation like this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so for, for the, for the close near term, we're going to continue to ride the momentum that has come with the new compensation plan. Um, and we're also going to, you know, we're launching community solar. Um, it's, I think we have an official date now. I think it's October 12th. I think it's a Thursday. So community solar is launching and that's great. As I said, at ambition, that gets us back into New York, which is great. You know, that was New York was the first state that Ambit was in after Texas. So being able to compete there again is is a great thing. Um, so that'll be New York, Massachusetts, Maine, and Illinois. And there are once we get our feet under us and make sure we get everything working and get everybody, you know, like make sure everyone understands how this works and it's a smooth path, there's going to be additional states that we can add for community solar, uh, some of which are states that are not open for electricity de deregulation. Um, again, which is great because that will continue to, to expand our footprint. Um, there are other products that we, we have a group within Vistra called uh, Energy, Energy, Trans, Energy Transition. And they focus on everything basically outside of commodity, meaning outside of electricity and gas. And so they have a number of things that they've been talking to me about that would be things that Ambit could consider to sell through the network. And the question of with each one, of course, is okay, well, how easy is this? How easy is it to do this? across all the states. Because some of these things, to be honest, are pretty localized where it's like, well, this works really well in this, you know, like in Houston. And then it's a different company that we work with in Dallas. And it's a different company that we would work with in, you know, each city. Those kind of things I'm less excited about. Um, and then there's other areas where it's like, hey, we've got this product that is um, – I'm trying to think of a good example, like a an insurance product where, you know, if, if there's a an energy surge and the power lines come into your house and it ruins your electronics, we'll pay you for your electronics. And that's like, well, I, I, it's kind of cool, except that the like the profit on a product like that isn't enough to make it exciting to a consultant. So there's always kind of this this evaluation that we have to do of all the new ideas of how well does it fit with what we're currently doing and does it really give us the opportunity to deliver, you know, measurable and meaningful 
income to a consultant? Because at the end of the day, that's really what this is all about: is how how can we how can we set things up so that if people are willing to share what we have, we can deliver meaningful income to them that changes their lives. Like that's that's really one of the things that I'm focused on. So again, there's more stuff in the hopper, more stuff that we're evaluating. But I think for now that the very near term is four new states for community solar, additional states. Um, I know we've got um, – I can't really say anything about it, but we've got an announcement for Texas that we're working on, hopefully that we can say uh, at kickoff 2024. So, you know, we're continuing to push the envelope every chance we get, Doug. Love it. Love it. Well, it's, I mean, I can tell there's lots of effort and, and things that have have changed over the last, you know, year or so as we're, you know, your, your arms kind of wrapped around things. And I know we're getting close to the end of the call here, and I want to just, you know, kind of wrap up by talking a, a few things uh, business related and then a few things personal. But um, what's one of the, what's one of your kind of favorite memories of you know involving Ambit so far? I mean, you've been around for uh, the Ambit environment for a almost a couple years now, what would you say is, is some of your favorite memories so far? You know, this is, this is really interesting. So when I was first looking at the job description, like you said earlier, I am a big family guy and I, you know, my kids are involved in, in music and they're involved in sports and, you know, I don't like to miss out on any of that. And in the job description, there was a lot of talk of travel, you know, and travel and different events and all that. And I thought, you know, I'm not sure I want to, you know, be missing out on, on some of these things. So the good news is the travel has been a lot less than what I think I thought it was going to be. But then also the silver lining is I think one of my, I think one of the, one, some of my best memories, I guess, the best to answer your question more directly, some of my best memories have been the the business presentations that I've traveled to with my team. So internally we call it Ambit on the Road. Um I think I think externally it's just called, you know, hey corporate's coming to town and it's, you know, it's Eric and it's Daryl and it's and EJ. Um and it, it like I said at first, you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to be be doing that much travel and but when I got into these into these different cities whether it was in Texas or it was in Chicago or it was in Boston, I mean, all these different places, it was just great to come into town and, you know, we typically have, have dinner with some people ahead of time and just catch up. And then we would do the business presentation and talk to all the new prospects afterward. And I love being part of the business presentation as well. And then afterward, you know, I would typically spend – no joke, like two or three hours hanging out with consultants and prospects afterward just to continue to answer any question I could um, and, you know, just continue to reinforce the, the power of this opportunity. And then, the, you know, the, the other upside of that was, you know, there were times when all that was done and I got to hang out with my own team in a different environment, you know, like at work, we're obviously not, you know, we're not having drinks or anything. We're just, we, you know, chit chat and stuff. But on these, on these business presentations, there, there came a time eventually in the evening where, you know, everybody had, had left or gone to their rooms or whatever. And we'd be still hanging out a little bit and having, you know, like I said, having a drink or something. It was just, it was just kind of nice to, bond with my with my team as well like like you were talking about earlier that book called the speed of trust it was just an opportunity to get to know each other better so that you know the next time we were called on to trust each other and and take a big step on something you know we were ready to do it so again yeah, long, yeah. long long answer to your short question i i really have enjoyed ambit on the road the business presentations way more than I thought I was going to. And I'm really looking forward to getting back out there in November. Yeah. It's, you know, here's the thing about this business and you're, and you're, I know you researched it a whole lot years back, but now you're actually, you know, doing it and living it. 
the, the difference is it's, it's almost like these business presentations are like a personal reunion. So when you show up at them, you see like these cousins you haven't seen in however long, but you love them <laughs> yeah. and you want to hang out with them and, and your yeah. time is precious and limited and everybody's trying to pull you and chat with you because you're kind of like El Capitan now. I mean, you're the guy that's in charge. So everybody wants to know what's going on and they want to get to know you, which is why I want to do this call tonight is, is to get to know you a little bit. So, so everybody could get to know you and go back and listen to it, but it's, it's a family. It really is a family where you're kind of the, 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 the patriarch of this. And then we've got our field that has the family, but then they merge together from time to time at big events, at business presentations. And, and so it's, it's real important that we have those, those working relationships. And it, it sounds weird. I used to be the same way. I, I was like, I don't need to go to a business presentation when I first started because I didn't understand network marketing, but there's something different about it about getting with your people and getting to know them and helping them grow. And then before you know it, you're helping them with things. They're, they're leaning on you. They're asking you questions. You're developing them, mentoring them. They're teaching you stuff. It's, it's amazing how, how all that works. So it's, it really does play a vital role. I'm, I'm, I think that's really interesting how, how that's some of the stuff that you like the best. That's really, that's really cool. Um, as we kind of wrap up here, let's talk about maybe books. Maybe there's somebody that is uh, you know, joining Ambit right now, maybe, or maybe they've been a part of Ambit for a long time. Is there any you know, books that you might recommend that folks would, would uh, listen to or, or read, and, and, and why? So I will be 100% honest in this area. I am not a I, – I personally don't get into a lot of the books that are like, you know, you can be better tomorrow if you just read this book, or you can – you know, it's – I don't know why. I just kind of, I don't know. I guess I'd rather read something. I'd rather read like an account of actual history and try okay. to take something from that, you know? So, so like one of my favorite books, and I think this has actually been talked about at a, uh, at an ambition speech pri way prior to my time, but there's a book called endurance and it's about, um, a guy named, his last name was Shackleton. He was a captain of a boat. He and 27 men took off for Antarctica in 1914. Can you, I mean, that's over 100 years ago, first of all. You know, 100, this, is 100 and, this is 110 years ago. So, you know, this guy takes off for Antarctica with 27 guys on one boat. And I don't even know what their plan was once they got there. I kind of forgot that part, but they get trapped in ice and this ice kind of flows in and out and it ends up basically, first of all, like kind of um, surrounding the boat. So the boat, they can't move the boat anymore. So they start unloading stuff off the boat because they're like, well, the boat is stuck. And then the ice actually kind of crushes the boat and the boat sinks. So all of a sudden, You've got these you've got these twenty seven, twenty eight people on Antarctica with all their supplies and they're trying to figure out what to do next. Again, this is this is no cell phones, no communication, nothing at all. And I guess just the amazing thing is that one, nobody was lost along the way. Like these are horrible conditions, like in unimaginable conditions. And they just had to keep their confidence up and be like, hey, you know what? This is terrible. We never thought this would happen. But every single day we need to do the next best thing to keep everybody alive and keep everybody fed and keep us going and eventually get us rescued. And they weren't rescued until 1916. You know, it's not like it's not like. It took off in 1914, and they had this wreck. And they got rescued like two months later. They got rescued two years later, which is just, you know, and I guess the reason I think that that's such, such an important book is because all of us, no matter what your title is in Ambit or what your role is or what else you have going on in your life, like – we're all having challenges for sure. There's no question about it. no one's just cruising on through and everything's just fine all the time. So you've got challenges and you've got to figure out, well, 
how am I going to think about this challenge? How am I going to face this? How am I going to get through it? How am I going to come out on the other side of this challenge better off and stronger? And when you read a book like Endurance and you realize that it's not just something that some motivational speaker made up to make you feel stronger, it actually happened. And when you realize that that actually happened and those 27 or 28 people did those things and lived through it, it kind of puts everything in perspective in terms of whatever you're struggling through and really sets you up to say, okay, if they did that, I can definitely do what I need to do to get through tomorrow or the next week or the next month or even the next year. It's just, it's just such a powerful story. Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, I just, I just downloaded that while you were telling me about it on my audible account. So uh, I highly recommend, I, I, I searched it. It's endurance, uh, Shackleton's incredible voyage and it's by Alfred Lansing. So, um, I got a million more questions I could ask you. I've got, I've got pages of additional notes, but I know we're getting close to, to, to clock and I want to be respectful of, of your time and everyone's on the call, but I just want to kind of go through a couple of quick things on here. Talk about being comfortable, how you got to get outside of, of your comfort zone, because essentially if, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. Um, you know, that yeah, I put on here a note of, of chicken and pickle, uh, just how competitive Scott is, but then, you know, his passion for this industry and, and how, you know, you two guys are really looking forward to taking this, you know, to the whole, to a whole nother level. Um, I went, you know, kind of some notes on the comp plan about in the past only like 85% of people never made any money after the initial jump start. And it looks like that's already changing. Obviously it's going to take a few months for it to get rolled out, but it looks like there's positive momentum going on there. We got new markets coming with, with the uh, community solar. And you said, was it October the 12th was the rollout date? Did I, did I write that down correctly? Yes. October 12th, we got New York, Massachusetts, Maine, and Illinois. Um, and network marketing changes people's lives. I mean, I can tell you that firsthand for me. Um, I, I know I've got many, many team members that it absolutely has changed their lives, and there's many, many more to come. Um, and there's there's many more, you know, across the ambit uh, nation that we hear of their stories, their why, and and how they've uh, changed. And there's just there's a lot more stories to come, so I can't wait to hear hear all those. Um, and then your favorite email, I wrote this down that you get at 7 a.m. every morning. People don't know that kind of stuff without knowing, you know, what I mean, unless you've told them. So yeah. I love hearing that you know, you, you've got an email that hits you at 7 o'clock every morning that talks about exactly what's going on because sometimes we, we just think you're in that nice office building. We don't know what the heck you guys are doing over there. We love <laughs> to hear um, these kind of nitty-gritty details because you know, they're grinding, and, and the assumption is that you guys are too, but it's just great to hear that you see that. And I know you told me at Ambition um, you know, one of the days that you saw a report where we had such a, a massive day in, in customer acquisition um, and you had told me that, but not everybody gets to hear that information. So thank you, you know, for coming on and taking some time out of your out of your you know life with your family to, to share with us. And it's really been amazing to uh, just to hear more about you personally, more about uh, you know the, the the work that you're doing with Ambit now and, and your past. And I'll give you a, a just a you know close out close us out here. Give us maybe thirty sixty seconds and close out, and then I'll unmute and let everybody else thank you for uh, for jumping on the call. Well, Doug, I just really appreciate this opportunity. I think that what you decided to do here with the Sunday night call was 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 really innovative and was a great idea. Um, you know, you're you're doing a great job, as you know, and I just want others to know that, you know, Doug is really pushing hard and he is doing a great job. And I just appreciate him taking on the Sunday call. You know, as as you know, Brian's uh, ambassador now and not you know, not personally, aggressively, individually building the way that he used to, but he is trying to, as as Doug said about mentoring, he's mentoring other people. He's giving other people the opportunity to take this call and seeing who's really going to take, you know, take the bull by the horns and use this as an opportunity to get some some meaningful material out there that hopefully, you know, if you're on this call and you hear some of these things Sunday after Sunday, it impacts your ability to achieve the success that you want to. So again, full circle, Doug, I, I really appreciate this opportunity. I thank you for giving, you know, 
sort of think of these, these are very thoughtful questions. And I think that they're very much geared toward getting people some information that they might have been curious about and uh, also some thoughts on, you know, where Ambit's headed and um, what what thing, like, like that, I really like the book question. I think that's a great one. Everyone should go read that. The last thing I would add before we let everybody jump on, the last thing I would add is um, last week, uh, the team and I set up a new Facebook account for me. I know early on a lot of people were like, hey, where can I find you on Facebook? Where can I find you? And I didn't want to get my own, my, my personal page and everything all mixed, mixed the uppy. So we set up a new one that says Eric Reisdorf dash Ambit. And we've got, you know, several hundred friends already. Um, and like just a couple times a week, I'll post something. I usually try to make it kind of personal. It's not, you know, it's just something like, again, you'll see. Just join it if you can. Um, and I'll, you know, throw something out there once in a while that's just kind of entertaining. Again, just to get to know each other better. Like Doug said, that book, The Speed of Trust, it's very good. And so the more that we all get to know each other and trust each other, the more successful that we're going to be as a team. So Awesome, awesome, that's, awesome. That's about it. Man, that, that's really good. And so it broke up a little bit. So it's, it's Eric Reisdorf Ambit, you said, correct? Yeah, it's Eric Reisdorf dash Ambit. So you'll, you'll find it, 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 and so you know what? Like I, I have there's a lot of requests, friend requests that I get every day, and I usually, because I go through it personally. So again, this is a personal thing, but I go through it personally, and if I see you know links to other Ambit people, or if I see Ambit stuff in your pictures, then I confirm it right away. If I don't, then a lot of times I kind of let it sit. But but if I see anything Ambit in your pictures or in your in like your um, title of what you do or anything. If I see Ambit anywhere, basically I, I accept it. So uh, love yeah, it. So jump, jump, jump in on that. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll share that on the Facebook pages as well as uh, maybe in the uh, uh, groups that we've got. And I, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on. As as I wrap up this call, I actually watched a movie today called Dead Poets Society. I hadn't seen it in twenty years, but something about it made me think about you. And there was a couple of things that stood out. Number one was Carpe Diem, right? Seize the day. But then it made me really think about the, uh, oh, captain, my captain. And I'm telling you, that's you're our captain. You're running this ship now. Um, we're we're here for you as well. And, um, you know, we we really look forward to helping you take this to a whole nother thing. Um, I think we're going to get you a, a, a different kind of MAGA hat for Next Ambition. It's going to be Make Ambit Great Again. And uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to go after it and make it happen, Captain. So we really appreciate you, my friend. I'm going to unmute the lines now and let everybody else tell you thanks as well.